three, two, one, and we're live with the East Show podcast with your co-hosts Ed and Stu. How's it going, Stu? Pretty good, Ed. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? Uh, no, I've I, said I'm it. sure I've told you this story. I mean, I've told you this story before, definitely, but I don't know if I've told it on the pod as well. I used to work for a, a sort of transport consultancy, transport and urban regeneration consultancy before I worked at government and um, the big dog who was basically just like this one guy and it was his company and it so, sort of slowly grew the company I think in the end the company sort of grew too big and then sort of had a bit of trouble but the main guy George Hazel he loved he loved all that formality stuff um, and he was big on if you hadn't seen the person doesn't matter what time of the year it was he would wish them a happy new year it could be like April <laughs> <clears throat> That is good. Um, I just find that awkward. I think we're. I think I, for me, I think we're reaching the end point. All oh, right. Yeah, eighteenth of January. So yeah, we just we've just missed Blue Monday, which was yesterday. So um, when was I was? We've probably not done a pod in over a year. April. So I was looking at the viewing figures. Eight months. And um, there was a spike in September. Uh, and then since then, there's been a, there's been maybe one or two people, <laughs> one, or two, one or two people, one or two views, steadily through December and January. Um, so, I wonder who yeah. that could be. Probably just repeat listeners. Yeah, I've got my suspicions on who it could be, um, and seamlessly transition into the uh, the next section, which is unhinged. One man's bumbling through the post-dating landscape. So, um, so when we last caught up with you, Stu, you were in Glasgow. Um, how can I put this? Just enjoying um, the travails of Tinder and uh, I don't even know what coming for the other ones are called. Bumble. Bumble. Uh, okay, Cupid. Um, match. Um, so yeah, what, what's been up, man? How's your daughter? Uh, it. Uh Daughter's fine. Uh, she's still in Glasgow, but I've moved down. Uh, I've I've moved down to London, as uh, I'm sure everyone knows, uh, in search of um, riches and happiness. Uh, but yeah, that's been good. Um, initially, I was just checking out the dating scene. Um, you know, cruising from bar to bar, late night. You know, twenty-four hour ramen places. You know, cocktail and duck, that sort of thing. Um, why, <laughs> why, why ramen? Why yeah, ramen? Why ramen? I heard it. I heard it. Uh, that's typecasting. Yeah. So I went on. Actually, so what happened? What happened was I, I got down here, and it was that thing. I thought I'll get it settled, and then I re- basically I think the day or two days after I rented a flat, I installed some apps, and I, I lined up five dates. I went on five dates in a week, and. Um, they were all okay. The fifth one was um, was better than most, so I've just stuck with that girl for the last five months. I'm actually, I actually, I'm doing her a disservice. Uh, she's very nice. I'm, I'm very, very happy, very content, no, that, um, and that, that's been nice. No, that's excellent, Pardon? but obviously comes at the expense of what was our most popular section. Um, well, maybe our second most popular section behind. Um, food chains and general fat badness. Um, so yeah, well. I don't know what we're going to do with the unhinged section now. We might have to get guest people on. 
a younger cohort. They used they used it. We know that you use dating apps. Yeah, I mean we we were already in quite a small pool to begin with, so. Nah, it's been good. Um, uh, she's from London, so she's been able to show me around, show me the ropes, teach me some Cockney rhyming slang. Um, not a euphemism, and um, yeah, um, that it's been excellent. Last five months. Have you had a Have you had a on the food subject? Have you had a proper uh, cottony dinner yet? What's that? So no. Uh, jelly deals. No, I've not had that yet. I haven't had that. There's like a parsley sauce thing that I forget the name of. I'm just gonna Google it. You know the most uh, the most I say cockney there the most cockney meal I've had is probably with you when we went to that greasy spoon uh, on Broadway Market. And we were hanging the day after we went uh, clubbing. Yeah, that I. I mean, I'm quite famous for overordering, but that, in recent memory, in the last sort of five years, that was horrendous. That was like, yeah, I'll order the, the massive, cheese Coop based. Breakfast. Obviously, the massive. Che- no, is uh, what did I order that first? I can't. I, I I can't remember which one I ordered. You got the cooked breakfast first. It okay. came. That was the banker. Then you panicked. That was the banker. <laughs> that was the one that couldn't fail. <laughs> I barely got through the cooked breakfast, but then obviously I saw you were going for the, what they call. I mean, like basically a massive crepe with, with cheese in, and uh, you know, saucy on and that sort of thing. Saw you. I think it's called a goslami. It's a Turkish dish. Yeah. yeah. Didn't want to, didn't want to get out ordered and just added that on. I mean, it was like four quid. It was fine, but the shame, the shame never left. I mean, I ate it, I ate it on the train the next day. So, you know. <laughs> did you? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, no, it was no, really good. Yeah, it was no waste. It was delicious. Um, yeah, we were struggling that day. Uh, so Ed had come down to visit. First person to visit, really great. And we went to a Spurs game and then we done a beer tour, and then we'd gone out clubbing. Uh, for our sins, um, me, you, and uh, my new lady, and um, I said to her, oh, we're go- I said to her, I'm doing this pod. She, she wants, she says, well, you know, you can't just say we're dating. You have to say it's more than that. Um, so my my current side piece, um, we all went out uh, clubbing, and that was pretty good fun. <laughs> never, never lived that down. We're using the term partner. My partner. Yeah, okay. So you don't know if you're going out with a, a guy or or um, a woman. Yeah, just modern, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, so they came that's along. I, that's what I say in the office as well. You know. <laughs> e- e- even when I know it's their boyf- yeah, you're married. boyfriend or girlfriend, I'll still say, you know, how's your partner doing or whatever. Well, she thinks girlfriend and boyfriend's a bit immature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have seen you a know. change in your maturity level since you since you went down to the big smoke. Occasionally um, getting the first round in, so. Way. Um, that's just because pints are cheaper back in Scotland. It feels like a freebie. Those brewery that those breweries were great though. I'd happily do both of those again. So there was like the Bermondsey Beer Mile and. What was the other one? Walthamstow. Yeah, Walthamstow Beer Mile. Also, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Times. When you're coming back down, you've you, you you've started playing a new card game, Flesh and Blood. Is that right? Yeah, Flesh and Blood, the collectible card game. It's quite good. I mean, in fairness, I, I, I 
it was it was quite good to have a distraction i thought for for a little bit and the idea actually was that me and ala would play it a bit together but we played a few games then she was like no wait it's too similar to magic and you'll just beat me all the time and mm. we've not really played since but no i've been playing a bit of that it's good it's good fun um compared to magic it's i don't know like magic sets get released all the time and i'm just not excited about it whereas this one there's a bit there's a bit of fun to it as far as like you know it is different mechanics so you're sort of discovering the game a bit and do you actually like the game? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I played a few a few games, and I played a few games with uh, one of our mates, and we actually had proper decks, and I, I enjoyed that a lot more than playing with the, the pre-cons, uh, when you can see the potential for the games to be a bit more intricate. Yeah. But I could also bit... tell that it would be way over my head for being competitive at. Yeah, I, I do worry it's a bit, you know, a bit, bit, bit like card-counting and, and bridge-like in, in, that, in that respect, which I don't... I didn't, I didn't like when I was, you know, 18 years old, I didn't like having to, you know, do insane memory stuff, you know, just build, you know, work on intuition more. And I definitely don't like it now when I'm basically twice as old as that. Um, but no, no, I enjoy it. It's quite a good puzzle and it's quite back and forth as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's been good. I've not been doing that much aside from that January, trying to slowly reverse the last, what, two years of COVID stress eating um but no that's that's been going that's been going okay this month joined a gym pure gym uh 10.99 a month introductory offer so doing a couple of cycle classes a week and i hear you're back on the football pitch rumor has it well yeah i played yesterday all of last year i don't know if this came up on the pod but i injured my knee in like february time last year and then i'm usually really bad for ignoring my body and just getting right back into it but I didn't run for four, five, six months and it was still sore when I was running on it um, but I largely got through yesterday okay and I think part of that might have been A, the rest B, the doing the cycle classes, you know, strengthening the muscles on what is low, low impact stuff um, but it definitely wasn't my complete lack of uh, doing any sort of physio which I'm, yeah, I'm terrible for doing all that sort of physio and, and stretching type stuff but I do need do need to do more of that but yeah that's been going okay <coughs> so yeah ideally get to the, get to play football once or twice a week get to the gym a couple of times and then and then yeah try and eat healthy get the abs that way yeah well my plan was not to booze until I'd lost a stone or, or 10 kilos and then and then see where I am from there. But that might take me well into March by the time I'm there. So we'll see, we'll see how it's going. It's been steady progress so far. Obviously, in addition to trying to lose, trying to get back to where I was when lockdown started, uh, we do have a little um, holiday booked for October this year. The big 4-0. Las Vegas Boulevard. The Excalibur. Um... I've never, I've scow, never, scow, 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 scow. The, the thing is, I love, I love King Arthur and that the lore, um, fantasy, swords and shields. Bellagio was and, too expensive, wasn't crossbows. it? Well, okay. Well, is Bellagio your number one? If if money is no object, and I thought it was these days, but you know, what would mine be? I think I quite like Aria. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sort of was looking at that and, and the win and stuff, but but yeah. 
I've not actually been to Excalibur, and a lot of other people want to go, so that's where we're going. Um, yeah, it'll be good. A few members of the parties, I've been informed, are going for two weeks. Um, yes. And uh, potentially flying to LA at some point uh, to go and watch the NFL the week the week before. But no, the numbers are multiplying. Four confirmed, I think. Well, yeah, but there's so there's a, at least another f- four people from Edinburgh that are, yeah. Well, I mean, there'll be much more than that as well that are going. Um, but yeah, they as I say, they're going from maybe the start of October till I don't know, like twentieth or something. <laughs> the the even more lot. degenerates among us. But yeah, so that's a nice little run-in. So that's ten months, and then that nicely leads into um, a little letter I got yesterday on my belated twenty-year school reunion, um, which I thought we'd miss because it was uh, we left school in two thousand, so it was yeah thinking it was going to come up in 2020 and then coronavirus hit so i thought it'd just be like by the by um but yeah signed up for that one i know yours is unfortunately the same week we're in vegas so i haven't sent you a yeah what's the plan i mean you must there must still be some old flames from school that if if they present themselves and you're four or five um drambuies deep you'll go for it drambuies go go for it what (laughs) Well, actually talk to one of them. Just talk to him. <laughs> Take the wedding ring off and, uh, how you doing? Yeah, you're married and got got a couple of kids. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, no, I can prove it. Puts the wedding ring back on. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would say if I went to school reunion, to be honest. Did you not go to your 10-year one? Nah. Oh, I quite like the 10-year oh, one. Oh, I did. I went, to, I, had, I went and played five-a-side and had a curry with the guys. The night before we went to the pub, I didn't go to the actual school thing. Oh, right. Oh, well, I quite enjoyed the school thing as well. I mean, I hadn't been into a school. Um... <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, it just reminded me of something from Afterlife last night. I'll come on to Afterlife in a second. Um... <clears throat> I hadn't been so... Like, I was quite amazed by all this sort of school stuff, you know. The yeah, big iPads for boards and all that all that sort of stuff. A like, different way that people teach. Um and you know it's nice bumping into sort of the old old teacher I don't know how many would still be there after 20 years now they said maybe a couple of people would, would still be there so that's all fine but I was yeah I was keen as mustard I was straight on straight on the online thing paying my 10 quid event fee um, and then emailed the person organising it um, with the classic thanks for organising hope you're well um, just one suggestion let's get a game of football <laughs> so <laughs> We'll see how that flies. I don't know if you, if you if you saw this, but I wrote an <laughs> oh god, this is fucking terrible podcast chat. I wrote an article for etc. and then never sent it. What is etc.? It's like the Illumini publication for the Glasgow Academy. Okay. Do you not read? So you wrote it? an article for that. Yeah. Yeah, I read it. I just I, wanted our, I just wanted our viewer listeners to know what etc. Oh, was. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. Um, and it was about playing football in the playground, the glory days, jumpers for goalposts, and I, I thought it was quite quite nice, you know, because I'll I'll open it basically see if anyone's died, um, see if anyone from our years, you know, written an article or anything like that, and I, invariably nothing nothing has, and then it just goes straight in the bin. But I thought I'll I'll give something back and write this this um, this interesting take on on life and nostalgic, which I'm sure would chime chime with many. 
but just before I sent it, um, I sent it a couple of couple of pals in my year, Peter Blythe, if we're naming names, um, and he basically said, "What is this?" Uh, and I, <laughs> <laughs> so went over his head. You didn't submit it. I'm not submitting it, but I may I may pluck up the courage to submit it. Um, oh, it's submitted before the reunion. You don't why? want to be that guy. Why? Well, just when does it get published? I don't know. What but... if people talk to you about it? Oh, did you write that article? It's that, <laughs> well, it's that not... weird article about jumpers for goalposts. It's, it's not we didn't be... use jumpers. No, but that's the sort of, you know, I've obviously got other analogies like that. Kicking the ball on the roof, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then running away so you didn't have to go up there and get it back. If we do another pod- podcast in the next nine months, then I'll um, I'll dig it out and, and give you a little excerpt of it. So yeah, that just that just works perfectly, you know. So I'll, ha- I'll have the washboard abs for for Vegas, and then just you know, as long as I don't go too crazy in Vegas, I'll probably still have have a few few hanging about for the for the end of October. Maybe. I've just booked a week in Croatia, and uh, we we hummed and hawed. One thing I like about having a girlfriend, partner, whatever you want to call them. Whatever the right word is, you get to take advantage of like good hotel accommodation and not be like either rip, rinsed or you know just like do you want to share a twin? Um, uh, so we've gone for it. We were humming and hawing about like get a get a villa or get a you know go from like two three different cities. But in the end, we just sailed for like the she- the Grand Sheraton Resort in Dubrovnik for seven days. Nice. I think that'll be pretty good. Yeah. So I got to get a few. Got to what well, lose a bit, bit a bit of a. Christmas, Christmas pod for that. But I went to the gym yesterday for the first time in probably about eight months, um, and I, I joined the gym about a month ago. Still haven't gone because I, I managed to get COVID over Christmas, um, which sort of kiboshed my my New Year's plans. But uh, yeah, I was saying it. It was pretty humbling. I mean, I basically couldn't lift any weights, and um, the best thing that I managed to accomplish in the gym was giving like a seventeen year old kid form form advice. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, and I am. He was doing. He was trying to do um, uh, squats, and I was like, "Hey, man, listen. If you, you know, if you want to do this properly, this is what I would recommend." <laughs> Did you? It was awful. Yeah, Did you yesterday? Said, oh. Yeah, yesterday. He was like, "Oh, cheers, bro." Yeah, and then just ignored what I said. It's not like the worst thing you can do is come up and give unsolicited advice to people in the gym. Nah, he was doing something that was going to hurt himself. All right, like he was about fifteen, dropping it on his neck, basically. Uh, basically, that is what he was doing. Yeah. So, that was uh, my return to the gym, and now today I'm in absolute agony. You got the doms. Oh yeah. Okay, moving so, on. So, well, yeah, no, that's it. That's all I've got for 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 gym chat. Um, I've got a few things. I've got a music, a music round. I've got obviously okay. TV because there's been a lot of TV that need, needs talking about. Okay, right. Music. Let's start with music. I'm just going to run through my best songs of last year, pop songs. Coming in at number three. Shays Long by Wet Leg. Yeah. Coming in at number two. Stay by the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And coming at number one, and this is actually released the year before, but was I don't know if it was number one in the charts in January at the start of last year, but is um, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Okay. 
The official top 40 biggest songs, however, of 2021. I'm just going to run through the, let's say, run through the top 10 and we'll um, see if you know these ones. Bad Habits, Ed Sheeran. Yes, I know that. Good for you. Bad Habits lead me to you yeah, or something like good. that. Yeah, yeah. You've got to sing <laughs> each of them if you know it. Good for you by Olivier Rodrigo. Um. Oh, but it's the one that's got that. Like a damn sociopath. That's that one. Yeah, and it's it's insane. Like when I heard it, I'm like, this is this like the exact same as is it Paramore? Um, the song is like the exact same as a sort of new metally emo type song yeah, yeah. from like 2000. It's, it's very Kelly Clarkson. Ooh. It is a bit. It's, it's actually cross between Kelly Clarkson and and sort of uh, emo. That's Avril Lavigne kind of, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know if our other songs are like that because coming at number three is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Well, that's the softer one. I don't know the lyrics to that one, but uh, I've heard that. Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. Nah. Save your tears for another day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I recognise it. Montero, open brackets, Call Me By Your Name by Little Nas X. Levitating by Dua Lipa. I must know that. Yeah, I mean, I I think obviously I've had Radio 1 on in the car taking the kids to school, so I will know all of these, but um, yeah, I can't can't immediately think of the line from that. Stay by The Kid Leroy, Heatwaves Glass Animals, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, and Body by Tion Wayne and Russell. And I said, you're blinded by lights. Well, that, I mean, that was really the year before. That was like... Yeah, that's a good gin, though. That's what got me onto TikTok, just like watching a bunch of NHS workers doing silly dances to it. Yeah, okay. Next thing, TV, yeah? Oh, you must have a... I've got shitloads. I mean, I've got The Guardian top best 50 things from 2021 so I can sort of, I mean Google it, we can run through that but um, well what are your top three TV from the last year and I, some, someone in, in our sort of work Facebook Yammer thing I'd, I see, I'd sort of seen a post about that today I see, I see, I saw, I saw a post about that today and um it's actually really Jeez. difficult when you, without looking at a list to actually remember anything from more than about two months ago, I find. Well, I've just looked at the guards, Guardian's list and I've not seen any of the, hardly any of the top ten, so there you go. Um, classic Guardian, though, isn't it? You know, just throw out stuff that's not great. Um, the thing that I enjoyed the most probably this year was probably... Did I watch Ted Lasso this year or Squid Game? One of those two. <clears throat> Ted Lasso Series 1, have you seen all of Series 2? Yeah, I think I've seen all of Series 1 and 2. Because I had to stop after about four episodes of Series 2. I don't know if it's just because it's like, I want to watch them playing football more. But it's just it's it just gets a bit too too lame. But I've, I, I, since then I've had a lot of people say, oh no, Series 2 is good. But I've seen a lot of people saying, no, it just gets worse. So I don't know if people are looking for more different things out of it. Like Obviously the best thing about it is the sort of happy, uplifting side of it, which is sort of similar to what Gervais are probably trying to go for in Afterlife. Have you seen it yet? I've seen it all, yeah. 
Do you binge watched it over the last three days or so? Yeah, so I, I did the classic. I said to myself I would wait until all of This Is Us is out, and then last Thursday I did the double episode. That was Stains, the Capital Stains, and then we watched binge watched This Is Us, uh, which was good. Afterlife. I mean, it, uh, sorry, not This Is Us, Afterlife. Yeah, this is uh, Afterlife was good. Um, it was a bit. The only oh, I won't say anything because I'm sure people are going to no, listen no, to fuck it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm going full spoiler. Well, the only thing I didn't think. The, the last season, the way the last season ended, it gave you the impression that the next season would be about him and Emma um, making a go of it. Whereas very quickly, it seemed that they just canned that whole story arc. So she wasn't in it at all, which was fine. And it was just very much a wrap-up season where every yeah. other, every loose end, every possible loose end ended well for everybody. Yeah, but they also um, introduced more characters, completely pointless yeah, characters, was, to then tie up these loose ends. yeah. yeah. Um, and the uh, the prostitute, who was one of the best too. characters, sorry, the, the prostitute was one of the best characters, wasn't even in it, so that was annoying. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was her acting, it was her acting, though. <laughs> yeah, not just a big... T- yeah. Um, yeah, it anyway. should have ended after Series 2. The best thing about Afterlife, undoubtedly, are the bloopers from the pub scene. Yeah. Like the things and, that oh, and that's the other thing, they ruined Afterlife. those characters. They ruined those characters in the new season. Because they were just funny and a bit goofy. They weren't assholes. But in this season, they were like no, total they were, assholes. No, they were. But they, were, they, they definitely turned it up a notch. But that was probably the funniest thing in the last episode. There's just a little bit of ad-libs where he's just like, Oi, kitty fiddler on the roof. <laughs> More like the What's human What's the name of the guy with the beard? The really tragic guy. Is there not two of them? There's, yeah, there's Terry two or... of them. There's the postman in that one. Yeah, I think it's Terry. Yeah. Yeah, not not the postman. He's all right. He he sort of he's fine, but his little monologue at the end, saying how he thought life, you know, watching his missus, you know, he, he thought giving a blowjob to someone in the car park of some pub was his lowest point, but now life finds a way. <laughs> but it, I found it just empty. I know some people like it because it's sort of oh no, if you've lost someone, you'd, you'd you'd understand it more. But I found it empty. I found it was. Having seen all the Gervais stuff, he was rehashing the same, the same things, you know, oh, making a joke about a Chinese fella and, and this sort of thing. It's just like, oh. So the only bits I actually liked were like the random little, really stupid bits, like which were usually yeah, bits of ad lib from the from the other characters that Gervais probably didn't write. So yeah, pretty disappointed in that one. Oh, the I tell you, one good comedy scene was, um, is it Karen went on the date. Was it was that her name? The one with the glasses went on the date, the dates and uh, uh, elbows off the table. <laughs> that guy, he was good. Yeah, Tim Key. That was probably the the, the best little scene in the whole six uh, episodes. Yeah, Alec couldn't watch it. Can like, you play he's, chess? He's, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's such a good character, but he he yeah. you know because he's in all the Partridge stuff. His character was yeah. so so influenced by Partridge as well. Uh. No, but you know mustache. how the pieces... <laughs> You know, you oh, don't mustache. play chess, you know how the pieces move. Oh, God. We've all been there. But, I mean, it, that whole thing, I know that they, it was just it was just too much. You know, it was too awkward and uncomfortable watching it. They, they dialed it up so much. And then it, it was partly that and partly just kind of pointless because you didn't really care about her story arc it hadn't been 
they, 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 they laid it on so thick. It was just like he'd come into the office and then it'd be like two people just moaning at him incessantly yeah. about how shit their life was. It's just like, oh. So yeah, I found it really disappointing. Despite being... Yeah, Did you, have you seen the new Matrix film? No, and, and because of what you said, I was just like, I'm, I'm not even going to see it at the cinema then. Yeah, it was a bit similar. Like it was, I thought it was fine. I mean, I'm sure you know, everyone thinks it either loved it because they love it or panned it. But I just thought it was un- a bit like Afterlife. I thought it was a bit unnecessary. Like, it doesn't really add anything. <clears throat> right, because I, I actually quite like the third one. Um, obviously, it, it gets it, you know the third one's worse than the second, and the second one's worse than the first. But I still thought it was totally fine. So yeah, there's a few things on that Guardian list that I, or some of them that I've seen. So I've I don't, so you saying you're not seeing the top, some of the top ten because the top one is not seen Mayor of Easttown, never even heard of the White Lotus. White Lotus is worth a watch. It's really, it's really good. It's a sin. Have you seen It's a Sin? No. Um, it's come number one uh, of the Guardian. A five-part drama about the arrival of AIDS in Britain. Yes. So there's there's your Guardian. There's your partner. Um, God. Mayor of Easttown, Larry's recommended, and, I, and I'm very, very slowly going to get get round to watching that. Uh, Time is another one. Sean Bean and what's the other guy? Graham, Stephen Graham, is it? Something like that. Um, and yeah, I'll check that out. I think that's worth that. That's been on my list as well. Oh, I see Master of None at number thirty. I realised, looking at this list, I've not actually seen the new season of Master None because someone told me this wasn't... I thought probably you just told me there's no point. I thought you had. No, I've not seen the new season. It's... <clears throat> it does have a minute. It, it jumps about stories, basically. It's mainly... Um, the black lesbian. Yeah. And it's, he- it's pretty heavy. It's mainly about her relationship. Um... But yeah, I mean, it is a. It started to move towards a sort of more serious stuff in ser- series two, but it's a very different program from the first two series. Obviously, somewhat understandably, perhaps they can't necessarily have Aziz as sort of frontline, frontlining it. <coughs> there were another couple on that list that I'd, I'm definitely going to catch, like the Beatles thing, Get Back, and then I saw another one, Reservation Dogs, which is Taiki Waititi thing on Disney Plus. That looks all right. But as far as the things that I've enjoyed the most, I think, yeah, Squid Game's up there. Succession Season 3, even though it's worse than the other two seasons, although the, as with most Succession... I've still not seen it. Oh, right. As with most Succession, the last sort of episode brings it back. Um, Vigil was pretty good. Line of Duty was obviously joke ending. And then the other big one that I really enjoyed recently, I don't know if you've seen it, is Dope Sick. No, what's that? It's Michael Keaton doing a sort What's of... What's on? Doing, uh, I think it's Disney Plus. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, well worth, a, well worth a watch. It's about oxycodone, like drugs problem in America, basically. And Michael on Keaton, Disney? Like, yeah, but they've got quite... I mean, they've got all the sort of Marvel stuff, and I think they're just doing more and more films. So. In fact, I, I didn't even know this was, but there's uh, The Book of Bobo Fett. Has also come out, which I think is similar in style to Mandalorian. So that's looking like a must-watch. So yeah, plenty, plenty on the table as far as TV going forward. I watched the film. Have you seen the Card Counter? 
No. So I think you'd like it because it's like, right, poker, bit of drama and, and, and stuff, but it's, I, I won't spoil it, but it just goes, it goes a bit weird. It did remind me a little bit of some of the poker ones, like uh, the Stu Unger story or whatever it's called and one of the ones like that, but yeah, it just, it goes in a completely different direction, basically. Um, but yeah, you might I'm surprised like they've it. never made a good poker movie in like the whole last 25 years, like one about, actually about the players. Well, there was that amazing Michael Madsen thing that we fondly remember. Oh, yeah, Tilt. We'll that was to, good. We'll need to watch some more. We'll have to get the Ocean's Eleven rewatch on the go, pre-Vegas. Yeah, you're, you, surely you've, have you not got any themes lined up for Vegas? I mean, you wanted to wear suits, for example, and that sort of thing. Kilts. Is it? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get a big bag, so it's not like... We're only there, I'm only there a week, so there's pl plenty of space in the suitcase for these sort of things, but it's just hassle, isn't it? But yeah, def I'll, I'll take a suit, definitely. I've actually I've actually got some um, of my dad's uh, Harris Tweed jackets. I don't know if you can see nice. them. Nice. You can just about see them there, so there. Well, yeah, that that's way better than a kilt, so you can just wear it over a shirt one night. Yeah. Yeah, def I'll definitely bring some smart stuff. Um but this, I mean, the, the anticipation is the best bit with all holidays, really. The build-up, you know, will start. And yeah, the week before will be really hard to cope with. What, just the, the hype on the WhatsApp group? Just Christmas, yeah. It'll be, like, worse than Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to get... be interested to see how much gambling we do. Well, I need to actually save some money for, for said bankroll. Talk to me about Wordle. Oh, Wordle, yeah. You discovered it. Well, as far as I'm aware, you discovered it for our little mini group. I know well, you didn't it, discover it. It was on Twitter. But when did you start playing? And I'm on FPL Twitter, so people started posting that. So, I don't know, two weeks ago. So there'd been about 200 already. And it's just right. uh, <clears throat> a little word game that a guy made for his wife. And then it's it's sort of gone viral. On, it's definitely gone viral on Twitter. I, I don't get a feel for how popular it is outside of that but yeah it's just it's just a guessing game like an old uh, tv program called lingo where you have to guess words and if you get the letters right or in the right places then then that helps you and you get what six guesses yeah but now, I, I just i, I describe wordle as quite a straightforward basic game just designed for people to have a bit of fun with each day um but our whatsapp group i mean we take it I say we, you know, the group takes it very seriously. Our WhatsApp group that is made up of semi-pro gamers of yeah. the last sort of 20 years and, and a few And of me them. and Tom Robb. Yeah, and a few of their mates. But it's, it's, it's amazed me how uh, keen, uh, how, deep, how deep the strategy goes uh, for, for the guys in the group. You know, what words to start with, what's the best combo of words, what letters should you try and get. It's more important! Word placement! Letter placement is more important than the actual word! Letter placement! That's what. That's, that's what, you. That's what I don't I'm know like. why I'm doing that accent. Let, <laughs> letter placement! So now we've got the letter placement guys, we've got, you know, your um, get the most number of letters guys. I think we're now onto the sort of postmodern part where it's like, you play on hard mode and you try and come up with a really obscure word so that you 
eliminate five letters straight off the bat. Right. That's just yeah. I just I just pick a word. <laughs> Go from there. <laughs> Different. Well, nah. the thing is, I just keep hoping to get the one out of six. Just get it first time. Just a beautiful, beautiful chance. Well, one mistake I was making is I was so I always dial back my guesses into a more common word now because there's been a few times where I've guessed a word and then I've got at the next guess and then I've looked at the words and thought oh, I should have guessed like you know the more common words first just on Wait, the are you looking chance. at the word list what word list like the list of words that are in the game no no but just you know I'm usually not patient enough to not if I come up with a word that has a good mix of letters I'm sorry, I'll just guess that I won't think for yeah, ages yeah. and go like, oh, what letters does that knock out, and what what word would I guess next if 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 that's you know da da da. But then a couple of them in the last week or so, I've sort of guessed, and it's been like, oh no, that that wasn't great. Yeah, so listeners, you should uh, have a go. Tweet us your answers. Yeah, Google Wordle, W O R D L E. It's not Wordle.co.uk. It's got some random link. Power language power language something yeah that's it no professionals there's only one a day so it's good it's it's not addictive in that way unless you find the other ones which you can do infinite ones or the one the other link that I found where you can do all the previous 200 but yeah my wife's on it my mum's on it um, your wife's already started texting me about it oh how God. many how, how many guesses did you need today Stu yeah, yeah. Uh, th- three you <laughs> you can tell the six hours of no reply you can tell it was going to be less or more, rather. Yeah, a good little game. I've been playing, dabbling in a bit of chess as well. I don't know Larry has as well. He got he got a little weak trial, so he's been getting quite into it. I don't know if you watched any of it, but I really enjoyed the World Championships that that came up. I did watch it. Um, I I don't mind. I I like watching. I can just about follow the. I can follow some of it, and then I can certainly follow the. You know, I'm more of a feel feel player, so I can follow the the, the feel of the game. <laughs> But um, see if you're following it from Black's perspective, I find it hard. I find it hard to follow it from Black's perspective. I'm okay when it's white. I don't know. My brain just won't reverse the the letters and the board properly to get the get the numbers. But yeah, who won it? Is it over? Yeah, yeah. Finished ages ago. Like Carlson didn't win, did he? Yeah, he did win. Oh, he did. There was like a game, like the third or fourth game, where it Nepo had a good good winning chances and then it was a draw and then they had the game whatever it was game eight where Nepo could have done a decent move didn't fucked it and then Carlson just sort of started to grind him out but that game yeah it was like eight hours long it was insane um, good stuff right so just last little thing um, just had BBC Sport open and it's uh, how Liverpool can climb Everest again Danny Murphy yeah. on why title race is not over yet so few things this was meant to uh, be a seamless link from me mentioning 14 Peaks as a TV recommendation that I'd not watched have you seen it? no apparently it's about some guy that climbs up 14 hills you know things like oh that no I, yeah, I have heard about this yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, no, apparently it's meant to be very inspirational uh, oh I, wait before you go on to on football one thing that I should recommend, if you've not seen it, on Netflix is The Untold Stories. It's like a series of five sports documentaries. Yeah. Marty Fish, there's a basketball one. They're really good. Check those out. Yeah. 
So yeah, Danny Murphy. I listened to the Jimmy Bullard, what's it called, off the hook, gone fishing type podcast. Um, basically, just interviews people similar to the the Jamie Carragher one, uh, and he had Danny Murphy on because obviously they used to play at Fulham in midfield together. Um, but Danny Murphy, he just came across as so arrogant. Like he is knowledgeable about the game, but he just a few of the things he said. It was just like. Jimmy Bly was like, right, well, do you need to prepare for match today? You know, and what you're going to say and that sort of thing. And he was just like, oh, no, once you played the game, you sort of know, you know what to say, you know how, you know, how to play and all this sort of stuff. And just in a world where we've got, like, Neville, Carragher and other people like that putting in, there are good pundits, you know, even they just turned up, but actually putting in a lot of prep time beforehand. I just found that a bit, a bit arrogant. Um... So yeah, I've not yeah, actually, the I've guys not that use the the giant iPads and stuff are very good. But I really enjoy Monday Night Football. Like I usually the the, the pre-show and the after-show are more interesting than whatever game is. Yeah. Right. Any more for any more? Well, that's us almost pushing an hour, which is quite long for a for a comeback hiatus part two. What are we calling this? Is this season three? It could be. I mean, yeah. Or is this a January special? It's definitely a New Year special. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know when we'll next see you, avid listeners, or when you'll next hear from us, but stay safe. You know, get your your boosters. What? Fab? Yeah, well, you can interpret that as how, as however you wish. Have you got an outro? Right. Um, no, I've got nothing. Okay. Well, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Stu.